welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. So last week um, in, our, in our church here in, uh, um, at our house, I shared a message on the God of miracles. And um, one of the things I said in that message, reading out of the book of Isaiah, when, uh, um, when God, speaking through the prophet, um, condemned idolatry, the, the very definition of an idol was this, that it was something that said nothing and, uh, and did nothing. And, you know, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing that often um, we have given to the world this presentation of our God as being a God who says nothing and does nothing because we don't go after a supernatural uh, lifestyle. And I, I'm so grateful that I think that that is rapidly shifting in the world, that we are seeing the culture of the supernatural and of signs and wonders and miracles um, and the prophetic spreading across the body of Christ. And um, I, about maybe a decade ago, um, you know, the prophetic and prophets, etc., seem to be confined um, to your more charismatic Pentecostal traditions. But now um, it's, it's amazing. Wherever I go, even in a lot of the more traditional denominations, etc., I'm just seeing um, just this culture of the supernatural and the prophetic um, just breaking out. And you can no longer have an expectation of a person's um, experience with God by whatever denomination they come from. So, I mean, I've been, I've been at, at places with, with Anglicans and Presbyterians and Presbyterians. I don't know if it is the same in, the, in America, but here in South Africa, they often had this um, reputation for being very strong on, on the word and theology, but really not open to the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm seeing that shifting um, where we, we are just um, getting to experience across the body of Christ and this revival of the supernatural and of believers, ordinary believers expecting to see signs and wonders and miracles. And um, so this week I followed up with just sharing a message on the God of hope. And I, I really feel that this message is such an important message because we're living in a time where hope is so desperately needed. And, and, and I realized that we, we need to pursue hope because um, it, it's precisely the moment when it's needed. Um, if, you, if you take a candle outside um, into the yard, you probably will not notice it if you take it out at noontime. But if you take a, a lit candle out into the yard at midnight, there's a high possibility that everyone's going to notice it because a light in the darkness shines even more brightly um, than, than one could imagine. And you know what? It just brings me to Isaiah, uh, Isaiah chapter 60, where it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Um, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the, uh, the peoples. It really just seems to be, um, a picture of what we're going through in the nations right uh, right now. And there's so much rumbling and uh, there's so much uh, stuff going on. Um, and not only that, but that, you know, in the nations, but obviously, of course, 
for each of us personally, the, the shakings in, uh, in the world have shape, uh, shaken people's professions, it's shaken their provision, it's uh, shaken their sense of um, trajectory and destiny, it's uh, shaken people's families, marriages. It seems like literally all the seven mountains um, of, uh, of life, um, to use that, uh, that, that illustration, are really being shaken at this time. So we come back to this, that even though the times are changing, our God doesn't change. That's the, that's the exciting thing. And so Romans 15 verse 13, um, one of the most powerful scriptures for this uh, period of, uh, of time, says this. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope and uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just so love that scripture. You know, you literally, you can, you can go word for word in the scripture. That's Romans 15, verse 13. Um, you know, the first word as I read that scripture that just grabs me is this word, now. You know, now. Um, and now may the God of hope uh, fill you. And, and I, just, I just so love that because, you know, sometimes we, um, we postpone our hope. Um, we postpone our hope until things get, uh, get better. And uh, we, we, we embrace the lie um, that hope um, is hopeless right now, but later we're going uh, to have hope. When my job improves, when my health improves, when the economy improves, um, when the uh, when the political party that I was voting for, when that gets into power or the other one uh, loses power and we postpone hope. But I love that scripture because God is the God of hope now. He's your God of hope now. Whatever you're facing, this is, the, in a sense, this is God's now word for you. Now. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy. It, isn't that just one of the most fabulous um, names of God? Um, that God would call himself the God of, uh, of hope. It's such a powerful truth that we serve the God, uh, the God of hope. If that is true about us, that as Christians, our God is the God, uh, the God of hope then the reality is, is as we go in the world, if we are serving the God of hope, then where we go, that's what people should be catching. Um, can, can you imagine? Imagine you met someone who um, served the God, of, um, the God of anger, for example. Wherever they go, you would expect them what? To be angry, wouldn't you say? Um, if, uh, if someone served... Um, the God of humor. Uh, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. I, I, I actually think personally that, that God is a God of, with a great sense of humor. Any, anyone who's ever seen a duck-billed platypus would agree with you. But, um, you know, I, I think God has a fantastic sense of humor. So when we look at the scripture and it says that our God is the God of hope, it means that as we walk in relationship with him, he will impart to us that which he is, and that is a supernatural hope. And 
our hope doesn't have to begin when we are get uh, when we get our breakthrough. Our hope starts when we get our eyes on our uh, our God of hope. So no matter what happens, no matter what is going on in the world, when the world is in fear and despair, we can be filled with God's hope. And also, I love it. It goes on and says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. And it's really interesting that it says, may the God of hope fill you. And I would have kind of expected it to say, may the God of hope fill you with hope. Does that, does that make sense? But what he does is in a sense, he breaks that down and he says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace because the two components, the two component parts of hope are these things, joy and peace. And, uh, and you know, the amazing thing is the, the enemy, when he wants to go after your hope, that's what he'll go after. He'll go after your joy and he'll go after your peace. Why? Because uh, you may have heard me say this once or twice, if you, if you know me, um, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay, I was joking. I say that all the time. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If the devil wants to take your, um, he, he wants to uh, take your strength away, he goes for your joy. That's the first thing he goes for. He goes for you, uh, uh, your joy because, man, nothing is, is more difficult than move, uh, moving when you're depressed. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, um, Debbie took mystery on a walk. Um, she mystery started out with, with great joy. And we were going for a walk around the, um, around the canal. It was quite a hot, a hot day. We've got a, we've got a canal here. And they set out with great joy to walk to the shops. And mystery was like all perky. But the longer the walk got, the less she was enjoying this walk. Until finally, I was back at home. I start, I get a little videos of this child moaning. Oh, my legs are so, I'm tired. And finally, I just got this photograph of mystery lying face down on the pedestrian path, like, oh, no, guy, my legs are tired. And I think sometimes that's how I feel when I set out on a journey with the Lord. If the Lord says to me, hey, we're going to the shop and there's sweeties at the end of the thing. And I'm like, oh, that's exciting. But as the journey becomes longer, my joy begins to evaporate. And there have been many uh, times where, I, I, I felt like the Lord is leaning over me and trying to remind me about the sweeties that are at the end of the, uh, of the journey to bring me back some joy in my, in my journey. And, you know, th that's what the enemy loves to do to us. He knows if he can take your joy, he knows if he can take your sense of vision for where you, uh, you're going, that you'll lie down. You'll just lie down in the middle of the pedestrian path and it makes no sense but you're not going anywhere you're not going back home to your bed and you're not going to the shops and somebody must just carry you and pick you up but you know what the god of hope can fill you with supernatural joy he can also fill you with supernatural peace when i think of that component of peace i think of the armor of the spirit 
because the armor of the spirit, it's amazing. It says that having your feet shod with the readiness that comes from the good news of peace. Why is peace such good news? You see, the thing is, we have the good news of peace. It's peace with God that no matter where we are, he is there with us. No matter what is going on, he is there with us. When our life is, uh, is good, he's there with us. When our life is tough, he is there with us. When we're facing challenges, he's there with us. And we've got to keep our peace on. We, we almost have to make a conscious decision to say, I will not let my peace go. And um, it reminds me, I, I, many years ago, a friend of mine at school, his father, he was, he was like a, he was just a crazy guy. He had just a, a very, very naughty sense of humor. And I grew up in uh, Zimbabwe and the country was called Rhodesia back then. And the country was facing a civil war. And um, my friend's father um, found himself stationed in an operational area where there'd been a lot of, a lot of fighting and a lot of guerrilla warfare. And he was a soldier out in, in the bush. And the soldiers in this, uh, in this area um, were given strict instructions that they could not take their boots off. There was only one time they were allowed to take their boots off, and that was in the shower. And um, so the, 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 they literally would sleep with their, their boots on because, you know, you, you, you want to keep your boots on in an operational area. So one day he was walking past the shower block, and the shower block was made out of corrugated iron, you know, this uh, rippled corrugated iron, corrugated iron walls, corrugated iron um, roof. And as he walked past, he kind of said to himself, man, what would happen? And he just got this wicked idea in his mind. And he picked up a rock about the size of a cricket ball in one hand. And he picked up a handful of gravel and stones in the other hand. And he took the, the, the cricket ball size rock and he lobbed it onto the roof and waited for it to land with a huge boom. And then he threw the, uh, um, and the, uh, the stones against the side so that it sounded, the, the sound inside was bang, like this. And he shouted, grenade, like this. Of course, all the soldiers are so worked up because they're in an operational area. They immediately think the camp is under fire. And so they come bursting out of the shower block dressed only in soap suds with their rifles only to find their comrade in arms rolling on the floor with laughter. And uh, my friend said that was the day that his dad almost got shot, um, not by the enemy, but by his mates. And, um, but the story is always stuck with me because, uh, you know, the picture of these soldiers coming out, they may have their gun, but without your boots on, you are so vulnerable because you can't run or you can't run towards the enemy because you're, you're you, you know, you're running over rough terrain. You're going to have a real problem. You can't withdraw and retreat into a safe place for the uh, for the same reason, which is why soldiers are told to keep the, uh, their boots on. You know, um, of course, if they did run naked at the enemy, maybe that would scare them even more. But um, moving moving swiftly on, this is just merely conjecture. Um, but, you know, the thing is. For us, 
when we are in an operational area, when we are advancing against the enemy, taking territory, or when we're feeling the assault uh, of the enemy, our feet need to be shod with the good news of peace. So we need to hold on to our, uh, our peace because it's our peace that enables us uh, both to, to uh, attack and take new territory with courage or when we're feeling the attack of the enemy to withdraw into the rock of ages and, and let him be, uh, be our covering and, uh, and our retreat. And it's our God, our God of hope can fill us with all joy and uh, peace. And I, I, just, I just love that. You know, um, those two things, joy and peace, are so important, I believe, in this season that we're going into. And I, I want to encourage you to be begin to develop in your heart and your mind a joy plan and a peace plan. Um, and to, to, to be actively pursue, uh, pursuing joy. Because, um, you know, depression can come all by itself. And how it will uh, sneak up on you is just series of negative, depressing, discouraging uh, thoughts, where those thoughts begin to hit you. Um, thoughts about your own self-worth, uh, thoughts about your future, um, thoughts that God has left you and isolate, uh, isolated you or, or left you on your own. I love that song, Protector, you know. Um, where it says, I fall out of agreement with these various uh, lies. So that's how depression comes. And act, uh, what we actually need to do is actively develop a joy plan where we, for, for some, and I would encourage you for many, this will be get yourself a list of five to 10 scriptures, powerful scriptures or promises, and begin to declare them and speak them over your life every day um, that, uh, that give you joy. Um, start, uh, start with that. And then ask yourself, what gives me joy and who gives, uh, gives me joy? So, I mean, for me, one of the things that gives uh, me great joy is laughing. I mean, and uh, uh, laughing with my family, my best thing. And so what gives you joy? Is it being with your family? Is it watching movies? Is it reading books? Is it listening to, uh, to music? Actively develop in this time a joy plan that when the enemy comes with his nonsense, you can flip into your joy plan. And then your peace plan. If you've got a peace plan, when those fearful and depressing thoughts are coming, have you developed promises? Have you written out promises about who God says he is, about who God says you are, and what God says about your future? Because that's what's going to get you to be like, you know what? I feel the assault of the enemy, but I am standing strong. Or when the, you hear the Lord's voice saying to you, hey, son, daughter, it's time to advance and take new territory. You can stand up and say, you know what? I can do this with courage. I can do this with courage because my God is, uh, is with me. And so I want to encourage you uh, to do that. So I'm going to finish off with these two thoughts. Our hope is based on this. It's based on the fact that we believe in the God of hope. We believe in the God of hope. In any circumstance, there's hope for us. In any circumstance, there's God for us. We don't put our hope in a particular outcome. We put our hope in the God of hope. Because in any circumstance, he's going to come through for us. 
uh, and and that's why the word of god says uh, um for our god works all things together for good for those who love the lord and have been called according to his good purpose also we also know that god says his promise over us is i know the plans i have for you plans for good and not for evil this is amazing i mean just the idea that god has plans for me he's planned for me and he's got a good plan and then finally i'm just going to say this last thing um it, it ends with this part it says so that you will abound in hope by the power of the holy spirit i love that word abound i mean for me this is the tigger verse this is where you find uh, for those of you who are winnie the pooh readers and i hope you all re uh, read winnie the uh, winnie the pooh um tigger is my favorite character um i always believed that i was tigger but my my children came back and told me that i was pooh bear i was you know it's quite offended actually but tigger has this irrepressible joy <laughs> that's what tigger's do best and uh, and it, but he's always abounding everywhere but if you look at the actual word abound what it actually means it means to overflow to have an excess of and it just struck me as i read that that god wants to cause us to abound in hope um it struck me god doesn't give us sufficient hope he doesn't fill you up you'd imagine that you know if god just filled you up to the brim with hope that would be ample for your needs and it would be but he doesn't do that he gives you more hope than you need why because he wants you to splash it on the world around you hmm. he 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 wants you to be the person that when you find hopeless people you say hey listen let me give you some of my hope i man i've got so much of the uh, this stuff yeah let me splash you with a bit of this take a jug of uh, a jug of a you know what god's going to do something in your situation he's got you he's going to provide for your family there's a new job a new job coming hey my god is a god of healing he dishes out kidneys he's just amazing god can do anything you know my god is going to come through in your situation there's going to be breakthrough in your life there's going to uh, going to be traction in your life opportunities fresh opportunities are coming your way because god is the god of hope and he's my god and he can be your god that's why god causes us to abound in hope because we are hope purveyors we are a uh, uh, hope fountains um fire hoses we are we are fire hoses of hope just hosing down the uh, the uh, the world and you know what that i believe is why god has made us um to be abounding in hope and i just want to encourage you um maybe in this season you haven't felt that hopeful and uh, maybe you think jesus i don't feel like i'm only I'm, i'm really not abounding in hope Well you know what you can be and the holy spirit wants to fill you uh, with his hope even tonight god wants to just fill you up with uh, with fresh uh, fresh hope um so you become hope on a rope and i want to encourage you to chat together let's chat together and pray together about man what am i going to do practically or what could i do practically to develop myself a hope plan and a peace plan um and 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 a, and, joy plan. And a joy, uh, yeah sorry a joy plan and a peace plan those two components and let's do some brainstorming uh yeah so before before i pray 
for a release because I, I love the fact that that scripture ends with this, that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and ask Holy Spirit to release that over us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, right, let's just lift our hands up. Lord, I, I'm believing you right now for an invasion of your presence in every room. Hmm. More, Lord, let your presence come on us all. Just release your presence, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Holy Spirit, right now, I release an anointing of hope, of joy and peace over every one of us. I release angels of joy, angels of peace to minister to your bride, that we may abound in hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.